The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to come. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and salute no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace shall rest upon him. But if not, it shall return to you and remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it shall be more tolerable on that day for Sodom than for that town. The Gospel of the Lord. As we celebrate St. Jerome today, uh, we see in the first and second reading uh, the beautiful power and the protection that comes through the Word of God. And so in the first reading, we have from the uh, prophet, from the book of Nehemiah, you have all of the people are gathered together in Jerusalem, and this is after the return from exile. So they have been away from Jerusalem, and they have uh, not only drifted from Jerusalem, but also have drifted from all of the practices of the law to the point where they are almost completely ignorant of the law of God. And upon return to Jerusalem, they desire to know God's law again. And so what happens is Ezra the priest, as Nehemiah describes, Ezra the scribe or the priest, he comes and he brings the book of the law of Moses which had been given to Israel. And you see the beautiful attentiveness of the people to the word of God. It says that from the early morning or from the sunrise until noonday, they all stood in the presence as the word was being read and they received the word attentively without interruption. And what Ezra did is that the word was, it says, uh, preached or spoken, but also with giving explanation and interpretation. So that the purpose was not just listening to the words, but actually receiving them with understanding. And you see this powerful effect that it has on the people as they receive the law of God again. It says they wept. They were weeping as they read and learned the law of God. And that weeping is for multiple reasons. One of the reasons is that they realized how far they had drifted from God's law 
but they were now weeping to be able to receive these commandments, these, this law, these words of God again, as the words were then again spoken to their hearts. And the word of God has power to soften the heart and to draw the heart according to what it commands as well, especially in the time of the new law and the law of grace. But they had and they were weeping because they were so far from what the law commanded. But then they are instructed, do not weep, for today is holy for the Lord. And so they are instructed rather to rejoice because we should rejoice that we are able to listen to God's word and to receive God's word. What's interesting is that immediately after this, and this is just to set the context, so they've returned from exile, and they've also just finished establishing and rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem, which is their security. And it's appropriate then that immediately what is associated with rebuilding the wall is also the reception of the word and of the law of God, because God's law and his word is a sure protection for us. It is a more a steadfast and surer protection than even the walls that they had just built. And so their defense is truly the word of God. And so what happens then after this scene is that they then feel, in, well, <clears throat> they can see that it is now the time for the festival of booths or the festival of tabernacles, which is interesting because when we come to the gospel today, as we saw uh, two days ago, the Lord was going with his disciples up to the Feast of Tabernacles, but now he is returning with his disciples from the Feast of Tabernacles. So it's around the same time, and the Lord also now will be giving his instruction and his word to these newly appointed disciples, these 70 others, and they are to receive his word with love. And we can see that this word is to be their only protection, their only defense, as it was to the Israelites who had returned to Jerusalem, so now also the Lord wanted this word to be their defense. And so he acknowledges that he sends them out as lambs in the midst of wolves. He acknowledges that he sends them out into what is contrary to them, but not only what is contrary, but what is actively trying to hurt or injure them. But their defense is God's word, the word that they carry in their hearts, the instructions that they receive from Jesus Christ. This is what they carry. This is what they treasure. And so their defense is the word. They are sent into the midst of wolves as lambs, and they are defended by God's word. But also the word is their treasure. They are to take no purse, uh, so carry no purse, meaning no money bag. So don't take any provisions for the future. Then it says take no bag, meaning carry no provisions for the present. So all future provisions, all present provisions will all be provided by God in his providence and by his word because they will trust in his word, that his word will accomplish what, is, what they are being sent for. And then they have no sandals. And then it says in this account in Luke's gospel, it says, salute no one on the way. And one of the church fathers interprets that as saying, waste no words, waste no words. You're being sent to preach the kingdom preach only the kingdom. So let the words that come from your mouth be the words that have been infused into your soul by Jesus Christ. This is what he desires. And that he gives them specifically the types of words that they are to say. Peace to this house is one of the things in which they are, one of the things that they are called to say. And the other is the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
These words they are given that they can preach. Peace to this house. Peace to this house. That is interesting because when the Lord returns after his resurrection and he comes and stands among his disciples in the upper room, he says, peace be to you. He restores peace. And this is what the Lord is coming to do, which is to restore peace, peace between God and men, peace between man and his neighbor, but also peace within the interior of man as well. The Lord is coming to bring peace by his grace. And so he first instructs them, say, peace to this house. But then also he, they are instructed with those words, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, which simply is the beauty of the kingdom, which is that it is not forced upon us. It is simply at hand. It is there to be taken by those who desire to take it, those who desire to receive it. It is a free will uh, option that we are given. We, he presents to us the gifts and graces of his kingdom, but we actually have to reach out and willfully, by his grace as well, receive those gifts of his kingdom and enter into his kingdom. And the way in which we are to do that is to give, is to not want or desire all of the things of the earth, but to desire that kingdom of God that comes to us through Christ, through his church, through his grace. And so just to finish as we again celebrate this wonderful day of St. Jerome, someone who gave his life entirely to love of the word. His whole life was a dedication to scripture uh, and to commentary upon it. And so we are called as well to that same love of the word, but also to trust in the word, to receive it as a gift of grace that instructs us according to what God wills, to receive it as a defending and protecting wall that is able to defend us, but also to receive it as a treasure that we treasure above all of the things of the earth, that we can love the word that God has given us, the word which gives us his law and his commandments, communicates to us his grace and his love, uh, and that instructs us in our life that we may live according to his will. Amen.